Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie back with you with William Forstgen. We'll take calls with William next hour here on Coast to Coast. William, so we're talking about the solar flares. How long do you think the power realistically would go out if a large Carrington size event hit us? A long time. <clears throat> you got to realize that it fries off relays. Uh, in fact, one of the things, it's not necessarily what you might have in your house if you disconnected things beforehand. Mm-hmm. But you got to go all the way back to the power station and then the hundreds of miles of power lines going back and forth. You get shorts there. It takes a long time to bring them back. And do they have enough workers no. to get things working? No, I don't think so. No. Nor do we have the uh, the reserve. And I mean, they've got a couple of crews on call all the time, but you're talking about a handful of guys and women. That's it. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I remember it was about a year ago I was driving down the road and I saw one of these big new uh, generator systems, you know, in the wide load and such. And I remember commenting to a friend that was with me. I said, you know, it takes about a year to two years in advance to order one of these. And they come from China, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> Our friends in China. Yeah. And, of course, they're going to airlift all that stuff to us immediately. Oh, sure. Quickly. Yeah. As soon as yeah. they find out our power's out, they'll be jumping for joy. Yes. God. Yes. Okay, so that's that's the uh, X-Flare. Now, what about the technical situation with an EMP, a nuke detonated, uh, let's say, in three spots over the United States how quickly does that work, and then what happens there? Okay. Uh, from launch to detonation is roughly 20 minutes. And that would be about 20 minutes for us to say goodbye to each other because as these nukes, and they don't have to be big. They can be 50 to 100 kiloton uh, nuclear weapons, not the big blockbusters. <clears throat> it sets up an electromagnetic disturbance in the atmosphere that cascades down at the speed of light because the earth is a magnetic core anything magnetized is going to be drawn towards it so the instant that it hits everything starts cooking off and darkness what about our retaliation one of the reasons why we've never gone to war with the soviet union now russia was because of the uh, checkmate system, basically. Yeah. Uh, where they had it uh, and we had it. it yeah, it we was, called it MAD. M- m- exactly. But what about uh, a rogue nation like Iran or North Korea precisely. that might want to launch one of these from some ship, and we have no idea where it is? Yeah. Uh, the great fearless leader of North Korea discovers these terminal, so he figures he'll take us along with him. Um, there is where MAD doesn't work okay we retaliate and we blanket their uh, country but then again you're going to blanket north korea with nuclear weapons if the wind's flowing from the north to the south you're going to wipe out south korea as well so even if we did limited strikes uh as i had a character in my book say towards the end of the first book in the series one second after when somebody's describing to him oh we really gave them payback and he said does that change anything? Well, then how do you know it came from North Korea? Precisely. You take a rogue ship, 
uh, anchored a couple hundred miles out in the Gulf of Mexico. You do a launch from a container ship, about eight minutes max. Do we have equipment that tells you that there's a nuke coming or something like that? Can we pick up that kind of uh, radiation or anything? Uh, you got to be alongside it. You We're do. pretty damn you close. you got to be close. You can't do it from yeah. 100 miles or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. Okay. God, these are scary times. It is. William Forstrom with us. Uh, his books, One Year After, One Second After, tied into what we're talking about tonight. His website is linked up at coasttocoastam.com. When you titled the book One Second After, does it happen that quickly? Absolutely, yes. Um, and again, it's not going to be that there's going to be a huge flash of light and everybody's going, what the hell was that? Uh, you're talking about 200 miles up, pop. If you were looking directly at it, you might see it. Even then, it wouldn't damage you. But literally one second after, it all starts to cascade down. Uh, and yet nobody is doing anything legislatively. What's our buddy Peter Pry up to these days? Peter Pry, oh, um, for your audience, Peter Pry is the godfather of all this. Absolutely. He's the one who... He turned me on to it back in the late 80s, early 90s. And you turned us on to him. Yes. He is a remarkable gentleman, and he's a lone warrior. I don't know how he keeps his sanity at times, because he has worked so bloody hard for years, twice. And he actually started to get legislation together. But then it only took one uh, representative in the Senate, uh, Mikowski from Alaska, to kill it. And then it goes back into a committee, and it sits there for another year. Why haven't people like Jeff Bezos, who have billions, who live on the Internet, they need technology to survive their business, why aren't they fixing the grid for, what, $2 billion was your estimate last time I talked to you? Uh, it would be a lot more than that. Um, that's a low-end estimate and what I would call lifelines of recovery. That's still chicken feed for him. Yes, and, uh, well, I have the, the one person who's doing great things with SpaceX. But, yeah, uh, why not Bezos or Zuckerberg or one of the others who could underwrite a fair part of this or at least raise public awareness of it by uh, outfitting even just a small part of our country with it? It doesn't take that much to build in the security systems. And we also got to remember cyber attack um, or even physical attack on relay stations. Remember the San Jose incident? Yep. Somebody, somebody shot at it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I um, remember that. It doesn't take all that much. And that's what's so frustrating with this whole issue. Newt Gingrich when he yeah. was in the House of Representatives, was into this. Now that he's out, is he doing anything to help? He still is. Uh, Newt and I have been friends for 25 years. Uh, we've written some books together. Is, is he War. done with his political career? Oh, hell no. <laughs> Newt is going strong at 80, and I pray to the Lord that he goes for another 20 years. Good. Uh, this is a hot-button issue. He said it is one of the two most important security issues confronting our country, is to harden our systems 
so that they will not be taken out in the event of an EMP or even a moderate to somewhat severe solar flare. If we announced publicly we are going to insulate our grid from these possibilities, folks, and protect the United States, what would the reaction be, in your opinion, from the Russians, the Chinese, and people like that? Would they see that as a defensive mechanism on our part or something smart? The nearest thing I could compare it to would be SDI, Strategic Defense Initiative, which the Russians... They went nuts. They went nuts over it because, in fact, it helped to bankrupt them. Uh, I was over in Russia in the mid-'80s and was working on some of this, and that's all you heard, SDI, SDI, SDI. Today, there would be concern that we were insulating ourselves because I call this a first-strike weapon. Because because they thought we're going to attack, so we want to be insulated, right? Yes. Uh, and it is a first-strike weapon. It's the opening move in a larger-scale war if you're going to be using EMP. Uh, do you remember, uh, what was that movie 20, 30 years ago, Jason Robarts, where they actually did do an EMP, popping one over, I think it was St. Louis or something. Great, where I am right now. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> was it Dr. And- Strangelove? Yeah, yeah, well, mine... Or, or something in uh, something about something in May or something? Was that the one with Burt Lancaster, too? Yes, uh, Seven Days in The May. Day After. Yeah. Yeah, it was the day after. And they pop, and all the automobiles on the highway instantly shut off. They don't explain it to the audience, but I still think, wow, that really got it accurately done. And then about 10 seconds later, they start ground-bursting weapons. You don't need to ground-burst a weapon. Just do three MPs, uh, three EMPs, and then sit back. Sit back. Watch the show. Watch our country disintegrate. Watch 90% die within a year. Do we have security backup? Not for the country, but for our submarines and things like that that yes. are out at sea? Yes. They are hardened, and I know declassified and that's the only thing i work on is declassified that we've been doing a major effort in bringing our system up but the problem of course is as you increase your resistance you make a more powerful emp and china has been researching that like crazy for the last 10 years and here's the other problem though william even if we fixed everything socially in on this planet with other countries, you know, we shook hands, we hugged, and everybody said, we're going to build a better planet. You still have the solar flares from the sun you got to worry about. You got it. And a Carrington-level event? I'd say we're due. I'm, I'm amazed that we've been only hit one big time in over 100 years, 200 years. I'm amazed. Well, well, let's say it happens every 150 to 200 years, okay? Well, it's been 160 years since the last one. So we're overdue. Yeah. And it just it's just a matter of being in the wrong place at the right time. Yes. Uh, the analogy I used in one of my books, um, it was actually 48 hours, where you blindfold a guy, put him in a Superdome, and every hour on the hour, he just randomly fires a shot. 
what's the probability that he's going to hit the man standing down at the goalpost, holding up a little blue marble that represents Earth? Pretty rare. But. There is that but. Yeah, but spread it out over 150 years, uh, 10, 20 times a day. He might do it. Sooner or later, he's going to get him. He's going to do it. It's or, he, or he's going to get pretty darn close. Yes. Yes. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.